Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, November 12th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Big game for the Chiefs this weekend. They head to Las Vegas to meet the Raiders, and the Chiefs should be feeling pretty good about themselves. They've won two straight for the first time this season and are in the thick of the AFC standings. Based on our preseason expectations, a 5-4 and four record isn't what we figured at the halfway point of the schedule, but there are some signs the Chiefs may be beginning to turn the corner. Chiefs beat writers Herbie Teope and Sam McDowell, along with columnist Sam Mellinger and Bahe Gregorian, break down the Chiefs. We spend plenty of time talking about what it'll take to get the offense going. That last series against the Packers, when Patrick Mahomes completed three straight first down passes, maybe that's the beginning of a turnaround. The conversation started as a Sports Beat Live and is now presented as a Sports Beat KC podcast. Let's get started. Hey, good morning from Kansas City. Welcome to Sports Beat Live, our weekly visit talking Chiefs. We do that with the folks in the media who know them best. And with you, please send us your questions and comments and join in the conversation. In the house now are Herbie Teope, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian. And joining us in a bit, once you can get that computer rebooted, will be Sam McDowell. Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night football. Some of uh, the crew getting there a little earlier than than others, um, but that's okay. Um, it's uh, glad to see that. Um, Herbie, why don't you start it off by telling us if Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to play this weekend? And that's a good question and a fair question. We'll find out this afternoon when Amy Reed talks, but Edwards-Alaire was designated to return on Wednesday. And he was on the practice field Wednesday and Thursday. You know, we asked Eric Bieniemy how he looked. And Bieniemy said, hey, he looked good. You know, and Bieniemy also pointed out what they've been missing. You know, let's put this in perspective. He's missed four games. He's got 306 yards rushing, and it still leads the team. (laughs) So they are missing that dynamic piece. Uh, In a perfect world, if he puts in a practice again on Friday, Andy Reid will say, hey, yeah, of course he'll say we'll see. But, you know, that, that's a step in the right direction that he could be available. I think they've missed Edwards Alaire a little bit, but I don't think it's a, I think they filled that spot pretty well with, with uh, Daryl Williams and uh, Derek Gore, Jarek McKinnon. What, what do you think, Kirby? They, 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 you know, the numbers aren't great, but you know, they, the production has been okay there. It's been okay. But I think like, you know, you got to remember a seat, Edwards Allaire is a first round draft pick, you know, and then when you, if you're filling it in, you're filling in his spot with a bunch of undrafted free agents, you are going to be missing something from the talent level. You know, Edwards Allaire, when he was drafted out of LSU, was that dynamic receiver out of the backfield. Uh, you, you, we know from being out there at St. Joe training camp, that's what they worked on a lot was getting him more involved in the passing game. And we haven't seen a lot of that with these running backs. I think, you know, the way that the Chiefs did, the defenses that they're facing, when you got a running back who can hurt you in the open field, like a, a Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the backfield, that's the piece I think they've, they've really been missing. Brian LaBerge uh, notes that the offense scoring numbers are drastically different when Clyde Edwards-Alaire is in the lineup versus when he's not. I, I kind of think that's a little more coincidence. We know about what's happened offensively with the Chiefs, the last, especially the last three weeks. We're down to 36 points, and I'm glad uh, Brian brought that up because I have got some numbers here I wanted to share with you guys. Over the last three games, 
Chiefs have had 27 possessions in those three games, Tennessee, the Giants, the Green Bay Packers, non-end-of-half kneel-down possessions. They have punted 10 times, three touchdowns, five field goals, one missed field goal, and five turnovers among the, the key stats there. Three touchdowns in the last 27 possessions, and one of them was a 13-yard drive because of a Willie Gay interception against the Giants, that first touchdown against uh, against New York. And um, one of the field goals, one of the, the Butker field goal came on a, on a really short drive because of the, because of turnover. So the, the offense, uh, Vahe, you, you went and explored in a big way, sort of with Patrick Mahomes, you know, what's, what's going on on the, with the offense. You went outside the chief's orbit. In fact, to look at uh, some explanation for this, what did you find? Well, first of all, I want to note the first Blair sigh of the show uh, <laughs> comes on, on the offense. Yeah, Beth was thinking it was going to come on the uh, the, the night game. Uh, <laughs> I'm saving that sigh for later. But. <laughs> and um, one other thing that was interesting, I, I, I didn't realize it was 10 punts the last three games, but of course it was six on Sunday. They had punted only 12 times in the first six games. So that tells that tells a little story too. Um, you know, here's the thing, and, and I, literally everybody has a different feeling about this. Um, Patrick hasn't played the way we're used to seeing him play. He's had some bad plays, but I think also in talking to some people who've known him, but also to a sports psychologist, it is probably useful to us to remember that if you're third in the league in passing yards and third in the league in touchdown passes, you're, you're okay. And I do think it's also, it is worth remembering. We've probably beaten this point up a lot, but Five, certainly four, and maybe a fifth. It's hard to look for me to still tell where that one carom went. Half of Patrick's interceptions were off of a piece of Chiefs equipment or Chiefs hands. So add it all up. This is not to say Patrick's been the same as he's been. And I think we all have some questions about some of his curious decisions and, uh, you know, whether he's a little clogged up pressing. I think there's no doubt he's pressing. But I think <laughs> they agree. <laughs> It's such a great point. The dogs are doubling down. <laughs> anyway, I think there's a there's a general timing matter that's really at play that I think is still a little indiscernible. Like, I don't get why he's sometimes not quite on the same page with Travis Kelsey the way he's been. I don't get why Tyreek Hill is dropping so many passes. I don't get why Patrick hasn't seen a couple places where he could have run for 25 yards the other day and, and didn't. Uh, I do think you guys will be more nimble-minded at making this case with better science. But I do think we're we're also tracking the arc here of how he is learning to work with his offensive line and what changes they're making and where the pocket is and where he's supposed to be and what the Chiefs want him to do. So we got a lot of stuff that's throwing off timing and sync. And then when you're second in the league in offensive penalties and first in the league in turnovers, you're going to have some problems. So that's a lot of words, but I wanted to make up for the dogs. And uh, I think <laughs> that Patrick Mahomes will be okay is the bottom line. And Sam McDowell has joined us. Um, Sam is having some uh, some technical difficulties. But good morning, Sam. What's going on, guys? Yeah, it just took me a while to uh, to get my, my avatar here. <laughs> the perfect avatar, by the way. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the offense? And the Chiefs are 2-1 and one in these games in which they scored 36 points. I know you remember... I looked at this the other day. The last time they went through a stretch like this was at 2015 
um, Giants, Jets, Bills uh, debacle where they lost all three of those games, couldn't couldn't score. Uh, two of those games were at the MetLife Stadium, and then they came home and played the Bills and didn't score then. It was the last year of Alex Smith. The team went on to make the playoffs, but um, that team was was challenged offensively, certainly in that stretch like this one is. This one's finding ways to win. So should we be overly concerned about what's going on on offense? I think we should be properly concerned, right? We should be just exactly the right amount of concern, um, which is less than a freak out. I think that it's it's easy. We all get kind of captive in the moment, um, and it's easy to forget that they have struggled before. And, uh, you know, the three-game stretch that Mahomes is on, and look, you can push it to five if you want, statistically at least, but I think these last three games have been pretty bad. Um, at least by his standards. And it's it just statistically, like completion percentage, uh, touchdown interception ratio, passer rating, those kinds of things. Uh, it's pretty similar to a three-game stretch that he had in 2019. Um, if they win the game on Sunday, and it's an if, um, it's a tough game, but if they win the game on Sunday, they will have the exact same record they had in 2019. Um, I, I just, I think that they, they have some issues. Um, and I, I still think that the lion's share of it is the quarterback. And I just, we heap praise. I mean, we box each other out and, uh, and everything. Just, everybody can't wait to praise Patrick Mahomes when things are going well. And it seems strange to me that a lot of fans, it's to me, it seems a lot of fans are slow to point out when he's not playing well. It seems like... <laughs> That should be a fair thing to do. And and one thing that Vahe mentioned that I would just want to underline is, um, look, I think on his throws, we can see that he's pressing. Um, I think that's that's obvious. I think in some of his decisions, uh, we can see that he's pressing. That's obvious. But one thing that Vahe mentioned that I want to underline is is the there's opportunities to run that he's just not taken advantage of. And and I think that if he can get himself to do that, especially with these, you know, the cover two. Um, that nobody's ever seen in the history of the NFL before, this flummoxed cover two. Um, if, if they're playing deep like that, more room, right? And, and Patrick Mahomes is not Lamar Jackson, um, but he's also not, you know, Dan Marino. And so he can get 8, 12, 15, whatever yards. And then I think once he does that, some other things might open up for him. And I also think that they they do miss Clyde Edwards, Lair Herbie. Um, it's a smart point about uh, that he still leads the uh, team in rushing. Um, and I looked it up, so I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I have this stuff memorized, but um, he's got 304 yards. Daryl Williams has 300. Daryl Williams has 19 more carries. I think, you know, that that efficiency, I think, you know, <laughs> I don't think he's lived up to the first round pick, um, but he's still a talented back. And um, I, I think they will be better, better off when, when he returns. Blair, if I could interrupt here, I'm kind of curious, Sam, um, because it seems like every game, when we're watching Patrick Mahomes that we're on pro football reference, like looking up some sort of worst stat, you know, could this be the worst last week? It was yards per attempt. Um, and a, a couple of weeks earlier it was rating a few weeks earlier. It was completion percentage. Um, so when you say that it's, it's the three game, um, some similar statistics, I'm kind of curious how similar those are. If you don't mind giving away some of, uh, some of your co column on Sunday. Sam McDowell, I've got it right here, buddy. All right, over the last three games, he's at 57.5% completions. Wait, oh, yeah, this is this year, last three games. 57.5% completions, 
647 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, passer rating of 71.1. In 2019, and this is weeks 11 through 13, and I don't have the opponents right in front of me, but that was after he came back. Um, New England, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, weeks 11 through 13, uh, 59.7%, 640 yards, uh, three touchdowns, two interceptions, 79.6%. Or seven, I'm sorry, 79.6 rating. Wow. So it's really... I mean, almost identical. One more touchdown um, in in the stretch in 2019. And one one other thing, just I don't know if these numbers are interesting to you guys or not, but you know he uh, he's thrown for only 130 yards less than he had at this time last year, which that surprised me. Um, and the interceptions are a pretty dramatic part of his his uh, his line here, but. You know, the 20 touchdown passes is also as many as he had two years ago at this time. Uh, actually, with one more start, I was including the the Denver game that he uh, – so 10 starts. But it, just some of those numbers, I think, just bear mention because it, it gives you a little framing um, on some aspects. And obviously, we see the deficiencies and other things. But to some degree, the productivity isn't that much different. Well, I'll add that – um, Tyreek Hill's yards per reception is down <clears throat> about three yards under his career average. He's at 11 point something and he's at close to 15 as a, uh, at a career average. And again, the, the, the chiefs have won two of these three games. Thanks to a couple of things. The defense has played has improved, has played better. The quality of the quarterback the chiefs have faced is less. In fact, um, as I was scribbling notes this morning, uh, let's let me let me share this with you. So the quarterbacks the Chiefs have beaten this year: Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Tyler Henneke, Daniel Jones, Jordan Love. Chief uh, quarterbacks that have beaten the Chiefs: Justin Hubert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill. Quarterbacks that uh, are, are remaining uh, on the schedule: Derek Carr twice starting Sunday, Dak Prescott, Teddy Bridgewater twice, Herbert. Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Burrow. I think the remaining quarterbacks are similar as a group to the team, the to team quarterbacks of the teams that have beaten the Chiefs and the ones that they have beaten. So, um, I do think Patrick Mahomes likes the challenge of facing another. We, you know, the 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 week of the Bills game, it was the you know it was it was Mahomes against Allen and. Um, and certainly we were all looking forward to Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers last week, which, which didn't happen. So, um, I don't, listen, it's 27 possessions and three touchdowns. And one of them was a, you know, was a gift touchdown. That's, um, that's, that's what's in front of us here. And is there any reason to believe that that's going to change when, when they go to the rate? Is there anything about the Raiders defense, Herbie, that, that should present uh, the Chiefs some opportunity on offense. They're, they're pretty stout against the pass, and that, that's going to be a concern there because they're ranked, they entered this weekend ranked six. I think um, you also have to worry about the offensive line against uh, that, that pass rush. You know, both of the defensive ends are, are combined for 11 sacks. You know, Max Crosby is going to be going up against the third Chiefs right tackle. Uh, and the other guy, I always butcher his last name. <laughs> Help me out here, Blair. Is it Yannick Ngakwe or something like that? <laughs> Him, yeah. He's good. He's yeah, really he's good. good. You know, he's got six sacks on the season. So they're going to have to find a way to, to, to beat, as, as Melly was saying earlier, the, this, the secretive 
cover two that seems to have just been the rage in the NFL over the last over the past first half of the season, but it's been around forever. And then, you know, it's kind of maddening and, and kind of perplexing how, how they're not able to exploit that. Uh, but, you know, the Raiders defense, you, they lost to Daniel Jones last week uh, in the Giants. So, you know, they might be a little upset coming into this game, but, you know, they've had two shootouts, two straight shootouts last year. So we'll probably see another shootout on Sunday. You know, Blair, what's really interesting about, the Raiders is they're really good against the pass and really not good against the run. And so as much as we've seen teams dare the chiefs to run the ball all season long, this one's, this one's going to do it more than anybody. Those drives that you mentioned, one of them was when they ran the ball seven times last week, one of their touchdown drives when they ran the ball seven times on the opening drive last week, they probably should have had an opening drive touchdown against the giants before the, the interception that went off Jarek McKinnon's helmet. Also, a drive where they ran the ball a lot, and so will the Chiefs. This is this is a game that I think will tell us: Do the Chiefs have it in them to actually commit to running the football? It's what the it's what defenses are begging them to do. And like I said, specifically this one is going to be saying: If you want to have success, you're going to run the football against us. And I'm not convinced that the Chiefs want to do that. Well, I, I'm very convinced they don't want to do that. I'm not convinced they're even willing to do it. Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting subplot Sunday. And, and you're right, Sam. The, the, I think the Raiders have a, have a big advantage at uh, defensive ends versus Chiefs tackles uh, with, with Crosby and Gonkway against Orlando Brown Jr. And, and who do we think is going to start at right tackle, Herbie? What's your best guess right now? In all likelihood, it's going to be Andrew Wiley, you know, uh, Mike Remmers and Lucas Nang have missed two straight days of practice and that they're not on the practice field Friday uh, late morning, early afternoon. And it is probably going to be Andrew Wiley. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. You know, all this teeth gnashing over over Patrick Mahomes and his performance, the offense's performance. One figure that I didn't include in that uh, 27 possessions was the last one that the Chiefs played. And that was getting possession with four minutes and 55 seconds remaining Sunday against the, the Packers after Green Bay had just taken the, had just scored to make it 13 to 7. The way the Chiefs' offense was going, I just thought, oh, for sure the Packers are going to get the ball back. It'll be up to the Chiefs' defense to to stop Jordan Love. And Packers never got the ball back. Three first-down passes by Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, Hardman, and then the final one to Hill on the third and ten. Uh, you know, just a, a very familiar Patrick Mahomes play where he gets in trouble, rolls right, ad-libs, and there's Tyreek Hill open, finding himself open for a 13-yard gain. I know we wrote about it after after the game, Melly. I think you did base your column on it. But was there enough 
in that one five-minute possession to lead you to think that look, Packers have a good defense. They were all in on stopping the Chiefs right there. Chiefs had their best possession of the last three weeks, and they didn't, you know, and it didn't involve a score. You know what's weird about this is uh, my brain works in weird ways. I understand that, but um, just follow me if you will. Uh, if this was Mahomes' first year as quarterback, everything that we've seen would be right in line. And that play, I think, would be like, uh, I don't know. That's probably what they wanted to do, but we need to see more of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. you know, if, if we were just focused on what we've seen this season. But the fact that we've seen him just do things that, like, no quarterback has ever done, uh, you know, the best start to a career ever, you have to think that that's in him, you know, I unless he reached his athletic peak at 25 and it's all downhill from here. <laughs> You know, like you have to believe that that's in him. So I just, I know that we all, and maybe I shouldn't speak for anybody else. I like just always in constant like search for these like bright moments of 2018, 2019, 2020 Mahomes. And that, that was, unless I'm forgetting some, I mean, he's had good throws. He had an absolute laser. Nobody cares because the, the, the score was what the score was, but there was a next level throw against the Titans. Um, they had some big plays against the Browns. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've done some stuff, but that to me, context, game situation, um, the call, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy choosing that call in that moment when I think they could have run the ball and Jordan Love's not going 90 yards in 65 seconds or whatever it was for a touchdown, I don't think. Um, but to make that call in that situation, I think that that was the the, the most – you know, 2019 Chiefs thing um, that that I think that we've seen so far. So um, it can be, um, and this is a hell of a time for it to have to come out again, you know, like a good opponent on the road, uh, the NFL's biggest stage, you know, Sunday night football. Sorry, I, I know I'm rambling, but I also think that Mahomes is, 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 is uh, like a momentum guy. And I think that once he gets rolling, he gets <laughs> really rolling. You know what I mean? I think right now it's going against him. I just wonder if that could be a turning point. Um, to go back the other way. Sunday night football. Uh, well, it's almost like the last three weeks. If if it improves uh, for, for Mahomes and the offense, what we can call the last three weeks an optical illusion. Right. And also, uh, Blair, I guess I'm rubbing it in. Um, you'll, you'll be here Sunday. Is that right? We'll be here. We'll be here around midnight on Sunday, uh, as I hope Paul and Travis and Andrew and Brian and everybody who's joined us today, uh, and Alan, uh, Rob, I hope they're all here at midnight on Sunday. It is a little bit of a reprieve, you know, because that, that's like a five o'clock kick, West Coast time. So it's not, it's, it's a little bit more doable. But again, I'm sorry. I feel like that's probably rubbing it in for you. Well, your body clocks will say it's midnight. That is true. Right? Especially after a flight. And God knows where McDowell and Herbie's body clocks are going to be at that time anyway. Herbie, you came up with some grades this week, came up with a report card. I do that after every game, but you're the, um, you, you know, I may be the professor, but you're the head of the department. So uh, what was the range of, of grades? Uh, what did, uh, what was it? Who got the high? Who got the low? Yeah, I gave uh, Hill and Kelsey, you know, to me, they're, they're up at the top. And then you also Tyron Matthew. I gave a couple of incompletes, uh, especially on the defensive line with Frank Clark and Chris Jones because of all the missed time. You know, combine those guys missed five games, uh, but you know they're they're healthy now. We're relatively healthy. They're starting to help this defense turn it around, and that's going to set up for down the road. You know, 
But as of right now, the midpoint, I can't give them a solid grade because of all the missed time. Obviously, Daniel Sorensen, I kind of went back and forth on that one. Defensively, it's, it's an F, but he still contributes on special teams. And the, and the Chiefs do see some value in him on special teams. And he does come into the game um, with certain personnel packages. So he got the lowest grade of them all, a D minus, which I'm sure like a lot of people on social media will disagree with uh, based on a lot of the comments whenever there's a, a big play that he's giving up. He's, he's in the midst of a career worst year. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I gave him a D minus simply because he is one of the contributors on special teams. The big one, Mahomes, uh, you know, he's a C to me as of right now. I, I can't give him anything above a C. How about the coaching staff? C plus, C plus, based on expectations. You got to remember at this point last year, the Chiefs were eight and one. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of pundits, a lot of NFL analysts, even including us. You know, we looked at this team as a juggernaut, and a five and four start to the season. Uh, to me, that's a team that's underachieving, and that's on the coaching staff. You know, when a team is underachieving, that's on the coaching staff. That's on leadership. That's that's on rallying the troops, so to speak. Uh, and it's just not happening. And when you have a team that's five and four, you mentioned the quarterbacks they've beaten. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And they haven't beaten Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, Lamar Jackson, and who's the other quarterback that they lost to? Herbert, Justin Herbert. Yeah, Justin Herbert. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it just hasn't happened. I, I agree. I, I, I read that report card, Herbie. I thought you did a good job with the grades. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It's on KansasCity.com, so please go. And read it. You didn't. You didn't grade every player. Didn't have fifty-three grades. Uh, so uh, I think there would have been a tall order. But but you did highlight the uh, the, the ones who stand out. And speaking of Sorensen, I will tell you what. When Jaron Reed has a bad game, you know, nobody kind of notices. You look at the stats and you see, and you have to look at the film. When Daniel Sorensen has a bad game, you know, a football is a total team game, right? Except except when Sorensen's getting beat, and then it's a. It's as an individual meltdown, and it's just been kind of a shame for him. He's he is absolutely out in the you know out, out on an island, and that was a terrible play against the Packers. The the coverage and then the the missed tackle. So it's, that's the only play of his I remember all game. <laughs> that's right. But again, as we were talking about with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and the running game, I think there is a correlation between him's his snaps being you know reduced and the the improved play of the defense. Is that is that too simple a connection? But defense has played really well again. Again, consider who's a quarterback. But um, the defense has put up some good numbers the last few weeks. There, there's a chart going around the internet, and it's uh, you know one of these line graph things side by side. And one is Sorensen snaps, and the other is points per game against the the Chiefs. It's a freaking mirror. <laughs> It really like it's the. It looks like the same chart. And look, like there, there's some of that is coincidental, right? Like I mean, it's just one person doesn't make that much of a difference. But everybody know what um, Sorensen's the the passer rating against him is? It's perfect. It's 158.3, which yep. literally is perfect. <laughs> yeah, you cannot have 158.4. <laughs> there's some stuff, man. There, there is some stuff. But I will say this. Um, at least according to, to to Pro Football Focus, he's only had eight snaps as uh, a free safety in the last four games, I think. So, you know, they're getting there. And I think in those eight snaps, he's probably at 158.3 passer rating again. So it's only eight snaps in four games. And Blair, you bring up a good point. You know, I think it was you that, that mentioned that it's kind of hard uh, not to notice. I mean, 
most of these plays are coming down the field. He, he's allowing 17 yards, 17 plus yards per completion. So, you know, he's on the bad end of a lot of explosive plays. He's allowed four touchdowns, uh, 11 missed tackles through the first half of the season. And it's the highest missed tackle rate that he has right now. I think he's missing one out of every five tackles. And that's just a brutal career year for him. 17 yards per completion or whatever that, that number you just said, Herbie. And it's like an 82% completion percentage. Usually you got to choose one or the other. I just want to know what it would take for Herbie to give out an app. <laughs> if he didn't contribute on special teams, you know, I, I, it was a D minus. That, that's a, you know, if, if he wasn't doing anything else, but they do use him on special teams, not as much as they have in years past, but he is still counted on there. So he's still contributing there. And we haven't seen any of those 17 yard games on special teams against him. Well, I won't speak for Herbie, but uh, thank goodness for D minuses, um, not failing <laughs> grades. <laughs> you know, it's actually uh, we're actually at the midway point of the season. Uh, I know the Chiefs uh, have played nine, stand five and four. By the way, uh, there are nine teams in the AFC that are either five and three or five and four after, after last night's Baltimore loss to the Miami Dolphins. How crazy was that? Uh, so in terms of games played, Chiefs just over the midway point, but because the bye week comes in the second half of the season for the Chiefs, nine weeks remaining for them. Yes, they were six and four uh, just in 2019 and, and caught fire. And and Melly, if I I didn't realize that week 11 through 13 stat in 2019, that's when the Chiefs were winning. Right, it was part of their you know ten in a row to end the season with a Super Bowl victory when. Mahomes was having that bad, at least statistically, a, a down stretch. Uh, I want to say there was a Broncos game involved in there, too. Yeah, I think it was, uh, here it is, uh, Chargers, games 11 through 13, not weeks. It was Chargers, Raiders, Patriots, uh, those three games. Um, 180 yards, 163 yards, 271. Um, so th those were the three games we're talking about. But yeah, they, they won all three. They won all three. That Raiders game, they scored 40 points. You guys remember that? that that's one way they scored, like, I think 28 in the second quarter. Um, it was like they, they were bad for three quarters, and then just for one quarter they were, uh, you know, the best team that's ever played football. <laughs> that was all DeMarcus. Wasn't that his big game? The DeMarcus Robinson game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the single DeMarcus Robinson game. <laughs> Before we let poor Dan Sorensen off the hook, how bad is Armani Watts? Shouldn't he be getting snaps? I mean, I I, I don't know what's what we see there or what's or, or what's Fagnolo in the defense sees there, but uh, uh, he is actually be behind Sorensen on the depth charts. Maybe, maybe maybe we'll see him on the field some more. All right, hey, look, I never asked you guys about uh, kind of game predictions because if the Chiefs are favored by a bunch, or which is typically has been typically the case the last few years. Um, there's no reason to, to go down that road, but slight favorite. I think it's Sam. Is it McDowell two and a half? That's correct. Two and a half points. Chiefs are favored um, on the road against a, the best quarterback they will have seen the last month. Does anybody think the Chiefs lose this game? Hearing silence, I say um, it's unanimous. <laughs> that we think the Chiefs are going to win. I picked the Chiefs to win uh, by, I think, by a field goal. But I don't I don't know how you can look at this team and see what they've done in recent weeks and think they've you know that they can get to they can get to 30. It just seems so distant to me now that this offense can produce 30 points, 31 points. I'm the most stubborn and possibly stupid person 
uh, in the world. Cause I just like, I, every, I'm just, this is the week. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is the week they're going to break out. Just like each of the last like four or five weeks is the week that they're going to break out. But I just, uh, I just, I keep thinking that they've got too much talent, man. I, I just, I think they can get to 30 despite everything that we've seen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I agree with what I heard earlier about the, the, the need to run. I think that'll shorten the game a little bit. Maybe it'll, uh, limit possessions. We might only see a seven or eight possession game instead of nine, ten, or eleven possessions, which increases the chance of scoring. So, I don't know. You know, the other thing is they didn't they didn't turn the ball over last week, and still had the lowest total yards and passing yards in the Mahomes era. So they took care of the one thing that we all thought was the biggest problem: the turnovers on offense, and it still didn't unlock the offense. So their second half, by the way, against the Packers. Punt, punt, punt game. So anyway, that's where we are. That's where we are with the Chiefs. And where Herbie and Sam McDowell are going to be is in Las Vegas very soon. Soon to be followed by Sam Elliger and Vahe Gregorian. I really look forward to reading their stuff. And hope you guys have a safe trip. Thanks, Beth Welsh, for, uh, for producing today. And please join us after the game. Uh, midnight American time. Uh, it'll be uh, two hours earlier where uh, these guys will be. So take care, and we'll talk to you Sunday. That'll do it for today and this week on KC. Big thanks to our production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Pickett. Tip of the cap to Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Vahe Gregorian, and Sam Mellinger for talking Chiefs. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. So let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you are really missing out. On KansasCity.com, go to the Stars E-Edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the E-Edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that and you can access, well, today, 47 pages of sports. All the Chiefs, News, Royals, Sporting Kansas City, Mizzou, KU, K-State, it's all there. Dolphins' victory over the Ravens last night, Pittsburgh's win over North Carolina in college football, all good stuff. However you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It is complete coverage of the previous day's news, sports, features, statistics, everything. Hey, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. Mellinger Minutes for your ears out today as well. Give that a listen. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sports KC without you. We'll be back on Monday breaking down the Chiefs-Raiders game. Be sure to tune in then. Mm-hmm.